Hey everybody, this is your boy John, and as always, this is a new episode of Geeks from the Multiverse, and today we're going to be talking about geek therapy. It's going to be quite interesting. You know, I know Matt knows a lot more about this, but you know what? We're going to get right into it. Hey, what's up, y'all? So again, this is your boy, John, and as always, with me as Matt. What's up, everybody? So today, we're going to be talking about geek therapy, right? So a little new idea, relatively, I would say. I mean, for the most part, it's it's something that I'm glad that somebody made it, because honestly, yeah, you know, when we, when we deal with, like, today's culture, right? I mean, we understand that, you know, mental health and addiction and all these things can really come into play, so a lot of, like... You know, gamers don't really get that same connected kind of, you know, I guess way of, you know, dealing with the world and how they, they see it. And, you know, it, it it's pretty sad, you know, because like, yeah. you know, when you and I, when we play a game, right? I mean, we've talked about how, let's say, for example, morality and gaming, right? I'm not saying that, you know, we don't see the world differently than others, but like, you know, if let's say I was a hardcore gamer, you know, did all this and then like, you know, I only relate to let's say video games or, or comic book characters or anime or things like that. And it's really hard for me to really connect to like other people, right. you know, just like normal, I would say yeah. everyday people. I mean, you have somebody like, how are you feeling right now in this moment? And I, I mean, I'm one, I can tell you right now, like, um, I don't know. <laughs> you <were> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's maybe? the reality of the situation. And you know, this geek therapy is a nonprofit organization and what they do is great. And we're going to talk about it in a minute. But, John, I do have to mention, you know, we a couple episodes ago, we talked about kind of that controversial topic of Marvel and, you know, how they're changing things, right? Well, hold on. I wouldn't say just Marvel. I would say Disney. Disney is really taking the, the helm on this whole, yeah. you know, thing. But go ahead. So... I've read not just one article, but there were three that I actually saw, and it was on a Fantastic Four potential casting. And we all know Silver Surfer, right? Oh, no, I know him very well. Yeah. Absolutely. So they are reportedly eyeing Anya Taylor-Joy as a quote-unquote gender-bent Silver Surfer. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. The, the last few words you just said, gender bent silver surfer. Yeah. What in the world does that mean? You know, because like when I think of you know gender bent, I'm thinking more like, you know, you're just trying to recreate the will by saying, okay, you know what, we're gonna have a male or sorry, a female play a male role, or vice versa, kind of like when we. Yeah, I I mean I think of I think of like Shakespeare, you know, like or Monty Python, like where they have. Yeah you know, males playing females, it, it was never the other way around, really. I mean, no. you never really saw females playing males, but you usually saw, the, you know, the other way around. But when I hear gender bent, I feel like it could go, like they're looking at it in two ways where you'll either have a female silver surfer or she will be female, but will be a male character. I mean... Which either way sounds completely wrong. No, I know, but I also think like gender fluid. You know what I mean? Like it, we don't really... 
I mean, I, I'll say this, like with Silver Surfer, it was never really determined. I would say in the long run, really, if it was a male or female. And in, 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 in some ways, because I mean, yes, it had male characteristics, right? But like that character could technically, you know, if they didn't want to have certain, you know, body parts or certain things like that, they could make it gender fluid. And I think that's the problem where I think Disney needs to be very careful on, like we've already talked about how there's a lot of characters that have been done as, let's say, originally male, but then they, they transform them into the females and right. so on and so forth. So it's like, they need to be careful with that because like, you know, we've already talked about, like you were already destroying the, the origin of the comics. Right, because a lot of these stories, even of course, yes, I get it. Back in the, you know, forties, fifties, sixties, whatever, right? So the golden era of like, you know, comics. They don't. They majority of it was male, but I'm not saying there weren't you know female superheroes and things like that. But like, you know, when you start recreating everything now, and we need to have it more, you know, a part of this society that we are, you know, both living in. You know, right. it just it doesn't make any sense in some ways. It's like you, yeah, you don't need to recreate. It's it. not like Silver Surfer is like a human from earth either you know what i mean so if you're gonna do it this way maybe not have her play silver surfer but create something maybe new i i I don't know i mean i don't know how you can go new with silver surfer but i'm assuming most of the people on this planet probably were silver i don't I, I, I i have no idea i mean i know he's from a different planet but i think ideally like if they were eyeing her for any role it might be Nova, but I know Nova's also a male character. Right, but what was his original name? Richard Ryder. So you mean Dick Ryder, right? Is that, <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Like Dick Ryder? Oh, I mean, oh, you're boy. like, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Boys and girls, I, I apologize. Oh, no, actually, okay. I really don't care. But the, no, I just think it's funny because... You know, you can dress him up, you can take him out, but <laughs> you put a microphone in front of his face and you don't know what comes out. You really don't. But no, but what I'm saying is it's true, right? I mean, because unfortunately, you're right. It, you know, another name for Richard is Dick. I mean, sorry, it just kind of fits, but... <laughs> hey, you know, I mean... I mean, it just kind did, of fits the story. She you know? did just do the voice of Peach, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man! You want to talk about me? Talk about Matt? He doesn't even know what's coming out of his mouth. Uh, no, I don't. No, <laughs> no. But like, it's just—I I think this is terrible. To be honest, I, I think this is like—I can take a, pa- a Pedro Pascal, although I don't think he needs to play every single like. He hasn't done a comic book character, so let's put him in. He hasn't done a video. Oh, he now he's in a video game character. What next? Like, he's gonna just take every genre of, you know everything like he's in star wars he's now going to be in marvel hey let's make him in dc too like let's just put him let's put him everywhere well and that's the thing about like certain actors like that you don't need to have you know a really an actor like that who can play we already know he can play a lot of things we we already seen him in last of us we've already seen him in you know mando and things of that nature like i don't really want to continue to see him in other things, because, like in like, everything, yeah, right, especially in in Disney. Like, I, don't get me wrong, man. I, you're a great actor. You've done a lot of amazing roles, but you don't need to play. Maybe he should be James Bond next. You know what? Maybe he should. You know, maybe he <laughs> should just like throw it out there. But no. But I, I mean, you know, do other things. You don't have to be, you know, a part of that that Marvel kind of realm. I mean, because like he does things on his own, and I, I think he's kind of. You know what? You know what he should do. He should go over to DC. I think he should really go over and, and try something dark. I think that's what he should do. That's you, just me. You know, I, 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 I got no words for that. But you know, like I, I, think, I said, I think he can do well in the role 
I mean, I, it's it's one of those. I mean, having this potential news, and it's it's literally just a rumor. You know what I mean? It it, it may not be a thing, and I think the backlash of this, like, if if Marvel's going to continue down this road, and I hate pushing this narrative. Like, I wish we didn't have to push this narrative, but like, to date, the Marvels have still made less money than the Flash. Like, no, I I said it in that episode that it was going to make less money in op- in the opening weekend, and it did, and it still hasn't made the amount of money that they made the movie with. No, I agree. I mean, I think that you know the Marvels, it's going to do okay, but it's not going to really be. Like the best thing, and we've well, already over mentioned. Over time, this. I think it's going to do well, but it's I, one of those things. Like, it's honestly, it's not going to hit a billion. You're going to push this narrative, and you're going to keep doing these types of castings. Every single project that you're going to do from now on, people aren't going to be interested in. Well, not well. I already just said, like, it's not going to hit a billion. It's it's probably if I'm going to take a guess, right? I'm going to say it's probably going to hit. Maybe three, four hundred million, and that's really pushing it. You I'm know, gonna. That's I mean, pushing it. You know how much the uh, Guardians three made? I don't even remember how much. I think it was like four eighty five. Okay, I would say probably. Then you know what? I'm gonna retract that. I'm gonna say two fifty, three hundred. I'm gonna say that's probably the most it's gonna make. I don't think it's gonna. And if you know what? If it may even makes more than that, great. But like honestly, I'm not. I'm not gonna see that movie really do. You know. Above and beyond 500 million. No, it's just I, I, not going to happen. It's, it's probably not going to happen. And this is, I mean, this would be a terrible casting. I think there is, you know, do you, and I think we said this in that episode, like, does it really freaking matter whether you refer to Silver Surfer as a him or a her? Like, just make it a day. Whole, the whole care. I mean, he doesn't have a penis anyways. Like if you look at the no, character, I mean, he isn't even drawn with one. No, like, no, I know, but like, yes, the problem so is, does it matter if you refer to him as a? I don't think it does. You just he's a silver surfer. You just the the problem is is like he, like again in the original comic books, like he has a like he has abs, like it's like full on abs that, but again doesn't have like he doesn't have breasts, like it just it like you know what I mean, but it's like. He was drawn he as have, a male, he actually but doesn't have anything. <laughs> uh, no, I understand, but he's got abs, and that was the problem. And yeah. so, like they they assumed he was a male, but like again, they didn't really specify. Like, okay, this character is a male character. It's like, okay, well, thank you. Yeah, if you do look at his story, he is an actual male in the story, right? But you look at the character. I mean, he doesn't have a penis. He doesn't have boobs. Like, he doesn't have anything that would signify like this is my gen my gender, and it really matters to me that you call me. No, you don't. Silver Surfer is is who he is. I mean, he's pretty much like indestructible, anyways. But well, right. I mean, Galactus gave him the powers, but yeah, no. But I agree with you. I mean, when it comes down to casting, I mean, I just think that they need to go back to the drawing board, and I mean, they, you know, kind of they go need back. to pick somebody like The Rock. No, I mean, I think no, you no, can no. go with a smaller framed guy. Yeah, who's you know who, who maybe doesn't have like rock hard abs and can you know do the peck dance like. You know, look as as long as they don't do like a like a Michael like a Michael Keaton, you know, Batman, like with the, you know, what I'm talking about, the rubber suit, and like, come on, really? Do I really need to spell that out for you? You mean George Clooney with the bat nipples? Was it? I thought. Well, no, I thought Michael Keaton had the same. No, Michael thing. Keaton had a good suit. I but I thought he had a no. Did no, he? No, I, I don't think he had bat nipples. John. Oh, I thought he did. But anyways, okay, so fine. Yes, George, George Clooney for sure. But like, as long as they don't do that, you know, don't make it cheesy. Like, you know, make it make it more or like Green Lantern. 
you know? Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> now, I, so I will say this before we, we move on. You know, Matt and I, when we, a while back, we were talking about our fantasy league that we've been doing. And I know Matt right now, I will just say this. Um, go, you know what? I'm not even going to go there, Matt. Why don't, why don't you tell them how you're doing right now in, in fantasy football? Because I could I could explain my situation, but but please. Well, I mean, I'm in third right now, and I actually feel pretty good that I picked up Zach Moss. Oh yeah, today. Okay, because you know, wait, wait, wait. What's going on this week, Matt? Like, what, what, what? Well, you are you are against me, but before I picked up Zach Moss, I was actually quite worried. But now I'm actually not because I think I have a pretty good solid lineup with Zach Moss in there. Okay, okay. No, so I guess what I was. I hope hope Tyreek's Tyreek Hill's legs. Like literally fall off during practice. Oh, do they? Is yeah. that right? Is that what you want? Because you know who I actually got back finally. Two of them actually. I got Kyron Williams, who finally came out of injured reserve, and I also got um, Devon Shane, who I know right now is questionable. But see, the thing is, is they're already looking at him as like, yeah, he's ready to play. So I'm like, all right, man, come on, go ahead and play, man. Go ahead. It could very well be, but I think you're still looking at a committee. But anyways, I, I mean, don't it, even, don't even. <laughs> Between him and 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 most hard, um, oh most hard, most hard, most hard. Sorry, go ahead. Most hard. Um, (laughs) Miami does what they've always done, and it'll be a committee because they're not going to risk H Han before the playoffs. I can guarantee you that. I mean, now looking at your lineup, yes, you certainly do have players that can get points. Oh yes, they can, and. My lineup, and like a lot of other people in our league, Scott's one of them. Oh, yeah. Rachel's one of them. Of course they are. We've been plagued by injuries. You... Oh, hold on a second. No, no, no. no. Did you just say that you, on the other hand, have had players like Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb and Mostert who have not been injured all season, and they've been playing good. We've all been victims of quarterbacks going down. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're saying that none of my good players have ever been injured or have basically been kicked out of the whole season. What's your record and where are you where are you at in your no, place no, no, right no, now? No, 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 no. I no, want to no. know your no, record David. and where you're placed right now. <laughs> okay, fine. And where you have been placed all okay, season. And, and I'm not going to, okay, so I'm going to say this, folks. Okay, yes, I am in first place. I will say that, don't get me wrong, because there was a time that I honestly thought I was going to lose. There was a few times that I thought I was going to lose. Just all of a sudden, yes, I wasn't as worried because I told Matt, I made a prediction. I said, okay, you watch, because he was in first place and I was in second. So for one the, week, the, 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 no, but I'm just saying there was a, there was a time all 13 weeks before you were first place the I whole time. And no one has actually not. come close. I was not first place. There was a time where I went back to second place. Besides oh, wow. I think it was like one wow. time, but it's fine. No, no, no. I, <laughs> Look, I started in seventh and I fought to get all the way to first. And now I'm in third place. Okay. Listen of injuries. Okay. And I, my lineup's not bad, but it's Joe Burrow went down. My, Oh, my I'm main, sorry, my, Joe Burrow. Oh, wait, the guy who I had, and then my main quarterback went down. Okay, which was Anthony Richardson. Right, and then you had Dak, who you now have, and so he's a good, good starter right now. So I, I don't even want to hear you say anything about anything bad about that. I'm just saying that fine. My record right now is 17 and seven. Okay, yes, I have the best record in the league. Now I will say this: 
There was a couple times, which, yes, like I said, there were times that I was nervous. In the very, very first game, I got very lucky. There was no, I will admit, that was a very lucky game. It was not a, I honestly thought I was going to lose the first game. Okay, so what? I didn't. You're right. That, that one time. But yes, I also have had players get injured, and I've had to look around, and I've had to do all these things, and I was nervous for a while, and then because I was worried about not getting my players back who were uninjured right, for, for several weeks. You're, you're talking someone like T. Higgins, who's not a Tyreek Hill well, or a okay. Mozart or a C.D. Lamb. Okay, but like again, I, I still needed players to be able to help me out as well, just like you guys when you had You probably could still win with C.J. Stroud, Tyreek Hill, and just C.D. Lamb. Okay, C.J. Stroud is a, okay, rookie quarterback, okay? But yes, phenomenal. Who has not gone under 18 points a game. Which is, okay, you're right, because I picked him up a while back because I saw that, and I and it's funny how I saw him, like, I actually have an interview with Tom Brady, which I thought that was kind of cool. But no, the, the point is that I'm trying to make is like, yes, we'll see how this goes. I understand that I'm versing you this week, and then next week I'm going to be versing Scott. And then, yeah, after that, we're going to be playing in the playoffs, and then we're going to see who really is you know, in the top, you know, top three, really, in this case. I mean, really, the, it's the top. The, the way this is going, and, and I, I will do a salty prediction here. Because oh, please do. I'm going against you, and then I go against, I believe, Scott, who is Knights, right? Scott is Knights? No, he's Hammerheads. No, and you're not going against Scott. No, Scott is Hammerheads. Scott's dad is Knights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, but, but, but I, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going against... Scott's dad. Craig, who I believe has already beaten me at least once. And looking Maybe. at looking at my my projections for that game and this game, like I said, unless some of your players' legs or arms fall off, like <laughs> listen, I, I, I will be actually lucky if I place fifth or sixth. Really? Is that what you think? Is that what you're gonna you're gonna place in fifth or sixth? Well, right now I'm in third. So if I lose to you. And I don't make the median, then I, I'll go probably down to fourth or fifth. Because right now you're tied between Scott and, was it Craig? Craig is 72, 71 points ahead of me. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like. We have the though. same record, but he's 71 points ahead right. of me. So the three of you are in the same racket, but like, yes, I know Craig is now second. And then, like I said, I know Scott is which now I would need him to lose this fourth. week, which I, I highly doubt he is. No. Well, you never know. I mean, again, who knows? I mean, like that's the thing. I mean, I, I never know if I'm going to win. There's a couple times I, I lost. I, I think Zach Moss, because I don't know if you knew the news from Jonathan Taylor, but he had he just had surgery on his thumb, I think, today. Oh, you know what's so funny? He's he's going to be probably out the whole time that we're doing fantasy football. Yeah, but what's funny is I got rid of Zach Moss mm -hmm. a while back. Knowing that he was like, eh, you know, it's kind of like that up in the air thing. And then you were like, I'm pretty sure your exact words were, oh, you should get rid of Zach Boss. And then now look at you picking up Zach Boss because now here you are. Well, weeks two through four were her were his best. Well, right. And then everything else was kind of like. And then when Jonathan Taylor came back in week five and they slowly ramped Jonathan Taylor up. But now Jonathan Taylor is at least out for two to three weeks, which we only have three weeks after this. Well, right. So really it's the playoffs. I mean, during that time. And, and so when he was the lead guy he was above 20 points i think it was 20.7 at least above that 
for, for three of those four. Oh, no. I, I And he's playing the Houston team. Oh, really? And that was his highest point game of the season. He got 33 points, I believe. In our league, it was probably like 35. But Yeah, probably. But since we've talked about some fantasy football, the only reason why I mentioned this is because we've mentioned it before. Scott and I is kinda... going against Craig, by the way, and projected 45% to 55%. So, so if, if Scott does, in fact, beat Craig and I beat you, I have a chance. I'm oh, sorry. If you beat me, okay. We'll if see. I at least make the, if I at least make <laughs> at least the median and the he loses and not makes the median, but I, I right. highly doubt it. I mean, so basically, Scott has to win, at least just the win, and not even just the medium. And yeah, you would Scott have to has get the to medium. win. Craig never fills his his freaking spots all, all at all. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I I keep I try to keep my team as as filled as I can. But anyways, let's get back to the main. Yes, so Geek Therapy, this is just kind of an awesome nonprofit organization that I, you know, honestly, I I stumbled upon it just, you know, searching for episode ideas, and and this one just kind of popped out, and they, it's been around since 2011, and they are helping professionals integrate geek culture into their work you know they have a a method that's called therapeutic and applied geek and gaming which is t-a-g-g or (laughs) tagging sorry is it tagging even with you um so if you think of like psychologists or mental health professionals using comic books um social skills groups like playing D&D recreational therapists using anime or even like teachers in schools using video games like to teach history and other subjects. So hold on, I'll stop you there. Imagine if your teacher was playing Assassin's Creed to, to, to teach you about history. <laughs> like imagine if you could go back to like the, you know, the um, the Italian Renaissance and like learn about Leonardo da Vinci or like, you know, play Unity and, and go into like the French Revolution and like, you know, do all that or like even go back to like, you know, Assassin's Creed three and like start learning about the American Revolutionary War, you know, and doing all that. Or even, I mean, you can granted, you know, Red Dead Redemption probably isn't not probably not for for younger kids. But like, if you think of like just going into the game and exploring different parts of that game, you know, that world in the game, even Assassin's Creed, like different, different games, different, you know, you play black flag being able to, walk around the, you know the ships yeah you know Start learning about blackbeard and like all sailing them around and just you know just walking around and like you can explain different things like this is what they're this is what they're trying to accomplish with their nonprofit is they're trying to teach you know teachers and therapists and psychologists of how to use you know using comic books within therapy saying like you know we have a this book i don't have a book in front of me but you know, we have this comic book. Why don't you open it up and tell me if there's a character that you can relate to how you're feeling right now? And somebody can open up that book and be like, oh yeah, this guy right here is kind of like how he's drawn is kind of how I feel right now. And that opens up like a world of communication. Right. I mean, you know, actually I was thinking about it. So like, you know, when we were just talking about like psychologists using D&D, 
the man the the first thing I would say is like the mandated nerd nerd no I'm not, <laughs> no actually what you should do is be like you are going to wear run and run D and D as a shirt that's what you have to like that is a mandated thing so you hear this Matt I need you to create this shirt and I need you to go up to them and say excuse me the shirt's already in our store dude what you already did it I did. Oh, I didn't know that. It's in there. Oh, that's good to know, guys and gals. So you should definitely check it out. But no, what I'm saying is, is now you should call them up and say, "Excuse me, here's my shirt. I need you, to, <laughs> you, know, you know, make sure that people stop wearing it." But, um, but it, it's a cool thing. I mean, like D and D, yes, like it gets kind of a bad rap, but what it does is it it sparks creativity, it sparks communication, it sparks like community within the within a group. Because you have to use your social skills. You have to, you know, be able to explain and act out certain things. And you have to think of, you know, what you're going to do to overcome certain obstacles or when you're in battle. Like, D&D is like a great tool for, for therapy if you think about it. No, I agree. I mean, granted, I'm... I've already told you I've never played, but I know we have to, you know, play it at some point, which I'd be interested to play it at some point. But let's talk about who created this actual geek therapy. Yeah. So on June 24th, 2011, Josue, yes, I had to say it, Josue, okay, Cardona. Oh, boy. Cardona, okay. Was working as a mental health counseling intern and asked to use video games with his clients. Hmm. Let me guess. His supervisor was no. No. So the supervisor did say no. And Josue went home and cried. You just say it normal. No, I'm sorry. Josue. <laughs> no, I got to say it right. I can't say it wrong. Josue. Okay. Uh, he went home and cried. No, I'm just kidding. He actually. No, he didn't. He went home and created a curated news website about the positive applications of video games and other staples of geek culture, which is cool, which. Again, he then called it geek therapy. So I'm glad that this guy realized he was like, you know what? I'm going to say it. He basically said, fuck you. And he's like, I'm not going to deal with your shit. He just, he didn't give up. And he was obviously very passionate about using video games with clients in certain ways. And I don't, I mean, obviously I don't know. I mean, he stuck it to the man. That's what he did. I'm assuming he didn't just go, can I use video games with my clients? No. Okay. Like I'm I'm assuming no. like he was explaining like why he would use video games. And I can understand like when you're talking mental health, this is not something that counselors are getting trained to do. So, video right. games, comic books, D&D, all of these things that like we would connect with goes out the window as soon as you like walk into Manchester Mental Health like that's they want you to sit in a chair so they can talk to you and go, tell me how you're feeling right now. Uh, I feel like shit. Um, can you help me figure out why? Well, and then, you know, then, no, like, no, I, I know. For me, like, and I've been, you know, in counseling a couple of times. And, you know, you get asked the question and it's like, why don't you tell me? I don't know how I'm feeling. Like, I can describe it to you, but why don't you tell me how I'm feeling? Because I can't put it into words. Right, but it, if I was reading a book, or we were playing a game, and I can go, "Hey, you see that guy right there? Like that's how I feel." Right, and I agree that with therapy, I mean, you can you can try to pinpoint it as best as you can, but like, 
you know, having, especially like people like this, right? So if like you like video games or, or comic books or really anything that deals with, you know, typically geek culture, which again, we've already described in the past, like geek culture doesn't necessarily have to be what we like in this case. Wide open. But, you know, in this very stereotypical kind of setting, yeah, so like when you talk about like, you know, video games or, or comics or whatever, like having the ability to, you know, at least to be able to relate to people, right? Because like that's another common thing with, you know, mental health is you need to find a common ground. And and I know Matt knows this. So like you need to find a a common sort of like middle ground, like saying, hey, what? how can I relate to this person real quick? And how can I, you know, find that little common you know, piece of it. So where I can be like, okay, you know what, let me talk to him and he can trust me and I can trust him and we can have a, an open line of communication. And so like, this is just another like step in the right direction where, you know, especially with, you know, gamers and, you know, nerds and whatnot, you know, they, they can at least try to open up, you know, in a, in a different way, which is nice because like before, like we've already talked about, we never had, you know, video game addiction as a, as a real thing in the DSM five. And so like, or even really the previous DSMs, and so now that they're, you know, a real thing, it's like, oh, hey, look, now you can use this as a tool. And I don't know if it's really video gaming that's in the that's in there. I think it's. I just thought it game- was video gaming addiction. I thought it was. I think it's just gaming. I think they labeled it as gaming, more of like it could cover video games, but I think it also covers like gambling, like your oh, you're like gambling. online gambling. I, I mean, I understand, but like I feel like it should be specified in that sense. But I get there's what you're a saying. lot of things that should be specified, but uh, you know. From the point of when he, you know, curated the website and and made it made the website, calling it Geek Therapy, he eventually went on to develop it as a mindset and a model for integrating geek culture into mental health practice, education, and a lot more. Um, so, Matt, I'm not gonna lie. If I could meet Jose Cardona, you know, I would love. I honestly would love to pick his brain. I think that's what we need to do. I think we. I would love to reach out to this guy. I, I actually did reach out to this guy. Did you really reach out to him? I, I actually did, sent him an email. Did you say, I, I haven't hello, Josue, I need to talk to you about Geek I Therapy. haven't gotten a response, but I, I actually did send them an email. So well, That's good. Maybe, I guess we'll see. I, I'm, I've been looking at the email, seeing if they <laughs> sent anything, but they haven't. But oh, Man, I wish I would have known that. I wish I could have talked I'll probably keep sending emails because I, too, would, would love to like connect. Like This is a nonprofit that I think you know, us as geeks from the multiverse could really get behind and support. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to support this guy. Like what they're doing is, is really, really cool. And I'll read the mission to you guys. Not, well, not to well, I mean, you, clearly you not to me. No, I could, yeah, um, that's right. So the mission is we advocate for the effective and meaningful use of popular media in therapeutic, educational, and community practice. We provide education and resources. So helping professionals, Educators and community leaders can better understand the communities they serve through media that matters. I mean, so we we talk about how like social media and, you know, our, I guess really how technology can be used in a very awful sense, right? So like we talk about how like it's, it's terrible, it's bad. I'm not saying that it's bad because I know that there's a lot of things that are definitely bad, but like if you use it in a correct manner and if you use it in a more balancing manner and and factor of life, it can be very helpful in a lot of different ways. And so like, I mean, think about it, every business or everything that you do in your life, I mean, 
you know, people will say, oh, you know, I'm a blue collar, you know, guy or whatever. Like, okay, guess what? You're still using a phone. You're still using a tablet. You're still using something that like has to deal with technology. So it's like, you can't get rid of technology. It is clearly there. You know, I'm not saying that every person on the planet shouldn't like, you know, especially if like, let's say you're 65 and older, like, I, I can't, you know what? You're right. You know what? It's very simple to use an iPhone. I'm not gonna lie. Click, 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 click. That's it. Okay. Yeah. If I gave you my Samsung, I guarantee you'd be like, uh, how do I work this thing? And how do I, how do I open it up? How do I do it? I'm like, yeah, let me just get you an iPhone. Okay. Like <laughs> clearly yeah. you need this, but like what I'm saying is like technology is definitely very well, um, just it's, it's great in so many different levels, but we also give it a bad rep because it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it needs to be in a bad, you know, manner or, or a sense, but it's like, you know, we are living in a world where this is what it is. I mean, look, I mean, Matt and I literally are using technology as we speak. I mean, th this is how we record, right? Cause I mean, you know, before you had to be like, I don't even know, like it, it would have just been like in a giant recording studio with like a bunch of like different microphones and it, it's not as tech. I mean, we're, we're basically using this on a smaller scale, but like we, we have the ability to do so. But right. like back then you couldn't do that. Like you had to go to a, like a huge recording studio. There was like different things going on. And it was like, we have so many simple pieces of equipment and it's so easy to use. But you know, I'm just saying that technology, man, don't give it a bad rep. Yeah. Know? I mean, and I, I do like in their mission, like they mention just media. Like they don't say, you know, use of popular video games or use of popular comic books. Like, they just simply say media, which can leave it just wide open to, you know, video games, comic books, anime. It could be art. It could be music. It could be anything that really, you know, that is relatable to somebody who says like, yeah, I'm a geek. I, I've been in band my whole life. I've played music my whole life. And then I go to this counselor and all he wants to do is talk, but all I can think of is music. Well, yeah, you know, integrate music with the therapy and you have somebody who is connected. So, I mean, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's true. I mean, because media doesn't necessarily mean, like I just said, like te technology and things like that. But like, you know, like looking at music, looking at, you know, art, looking at video gaming looking at anything basically, i mean obviously if whatever. you're into guns don't bring that into your therapy no let's like, play, please don't like yeah, that's a terrible idea find something else like fishing <laughs> no 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 guys just go just go fishing instead it's okay um but no i agree i mean the mission is great i think it it definitely hits the mark it's not something that needs to be overcomplicated, especially with you know what he's trying to do right but the theory the theory is really cool and that you know what I'm, i'll read this one because i'm curious about this so geek therapy is an affinity-based model, and the theory has three key components, okay? So it's affinity, resonance, yeah, re resonance, yeah, yep. and then understanding. So which work together as a formula, affinity, resonance equals understanding, or A plus R equals you. Me? Just you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's curious because, like, it's, it's interesting how they, they use that as a, as kind of like their key concept you know, for what they're trying to do. So, so the goal of affinity, for example, right, is to facilitating or sorry, to facilitate reaching new insights or understanding about a person through affinity. 
An affinity-based model, therefore, it's worth spending time with the word and why I prefer to the terms such as interest, like love or preference. The key part is is the attraction, right? And so when I say that a client has an affinity for something, I mean that they may not be able to explain why they like it or prefer it. They just they just do. It just makes them feel something, you know, usually positive. Or so like like but what Matt was saying, right? So like when he's just like Okay, why do you feel that way? Well, because that's just the way I feel. Like, it's just yeah. the way it is. So it's, it's hard to explain, right? So it's like it's, you know, but if you can find a way to connect, you know, in this case, or like, you know, show them a comic book or show them like a, you know, let's say a video game or something like that real quick. And you're like, you know what? You know what? I feel like that guy. Like, that's exactly how I feel right now. Then you might be able to understand where they're coming from, even though they may not tell you, they may show you. Like in this case, like if you're showing them like it's like a picture book, like, hey, what about this? That's exactly how I feel. Well, then you're at least getting somewhere. Yeah. And they, they use affinity to like, you know, if you have a certain color preference, like you want to sit in a blue chair instead of a green chair or, you know, you have an, a, an affinity for, you know, Star Wars. And when you see like a room that's just full of Star Wars memorabilia, you know, it, it gives you that kind of a feeling that's exactly what they're talking about with affinity like if you were in a room full of star wars memorabilia how would you feel i mean well i, I would feel like there's so much to look at like i would be really really excited right i would be really excited but the problem is i wouldn't actually be talking to them i'd just be looking at all the cool <laughs> stuff that was in the room <laughs> but but that's exactly what affinity is and that's like what they're you know that's kind of the, the first part of that formula is is figuring out like what are they interested? Like, what is the interest? What do they like? What do they love? Like, what do they prefer? Like, that's really the first part of that. Right. And then when you look at it, like reticence, right? So it's like, you know, once you have identified the infinity part, it's, you know, they look for experiences of resonance and or relatability, right? So like, this is just a simple thing in like therapy, just being able to connect with, you know, that individual. So um, you know, well, let's say, for example, like the client sees themselves on a character or a situation or is reminded about a previous experience. So like, you know, for example, I, I hate bringing this up, but it's like, if like you mentioned, like, let's say PTSD, right? So like, I, I hate bringing that up, but it's like, you know, you might be in a situation where, you know, if like, if you deal with a veteran or somebody like that, right? So if, unfortunately, if they see certain parts of war and you know they come back home and they actually have to relive it and it's a constant reminder of what's going on in their lives you know i'm not saying like every time but you might be like okay well let's say you feel like the hulk do you, you know do you do you turn into this green monster all the time like do you feel like you're angry and you're you're wanting to like destroy rooms and do all this and they're like you know what I do. That's yes. exactly how I feel. Yes, I do. He's like, yes, I yes, do. I do. Especially in Walmart or Market Basket. Right. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, Matt, because I would be doing the same thing. But like, you know, like in that sense, like that's what, you know, you're you're putting your. It's like it's really empathy. It's like learning to to deal with like, okay, you know what? Let me let them explain exactly how they're feeling, and like, okay, let them let you see how it is to be in their shoes. So yeah, I mean, and they're saying like resonance can be positive or negative. So positive. Um, brings up like strong positive feelings like joy, excitement, happiness, like those types of things. Like if you were standing in a room full of Star Wars memorabilia and you happen to walk up and see a full 
size costume of Darth Vader, how would like how would you be feeling? I'd get I in the suit. Like, oh my gosh, that's so like. No, no, no. So you would say it's so awesome. I would just jump in the suit, man. I would, I would honestly just love to you be in it. You would be that rude, John. You know what? I would be that rude because <laughs> I would love to see if I could fit it in. That's for, for you know the first starting. But but yeah. if it's negative, they they refer to it as a repulsion that can also bring up emotions that they can work with. You know, that's being angry or sad or scared. You know, disappointed. And I guess the one that I would think of is like, you know, if you recently lost somebody and you're reading, maybe like. You know, one of the first Spider-Mans where his uncle dies. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Like, that could be, you know, a scenario. Or maybe you're reading Punisher, and you're reading that part in the book where, you know, basically his whole family dies. And that's like, even tougher. There could be parts of, like, comic book stories that, like, resonate with people. And being able to, like, go to that book and say, like, I know how he's feeling because I've been in this place. I'm just glad you didn't mention Batman, man, because, oh, God. I mean, hey, I'm just I mean, saying. It, it's, it's, it's there, but that's, like, you know, the resonance is, is basically having that experience and being able to relate it to something else. Well, again, it's kind of like empathy. That's just why I just mentioned that in the beginning. But What's the last one, John? All right, understanding, right? So the combination of affinity and relatable experiences allows the therapist and client to explore thoughts and feelings in a comfortable and meaningful context. Right, so the affinity provides a comfortable, safe context for exploring uh, otherwise uncomfortable thoughts and of difficult emotions. Through reflection and exploration, thoughts and feelings may start to make more sense. New insights can help inform alternative behaviors and beliefs, as well as new potential solutions. So, it's giving them the what for them. It's really the guidance. Like they're they're should be hopefully forming these these thoughts in their head and being like, okay we're the guiding factor for them, but they basically come up with their own solution in the end. Right. It would be like, you know, that, that person who's going to their, you know, therapist or whatever. And they're looking at that page where, you know, Peter's over his uncle and his uncle's dying. And then being able to like go in other books and see how Peter Parker slash Spider-Man like overcomes that. Right, it's having that like resilience or having that ad adaptability to, to realize that okay, yes, life sucks. We all know yeah, life yeah. sucks, okay. But like the reality is, is how do we move forward and how do we overcome difficult situations that it, we can't let those really define us and we can't really, you know, make that the the end like be all. That's what it is, no matter what we look at. No, we need to have that as a. Unfortunately, like a motivator, an inspirator, we can be like, hey, listen, how do we move forward? And yes, we need to remind ourselves of how grateful we are and all these other things, right? But like, how do we get there and how do we become more empowering of ourselves and be more yeah. confident in that situation? Because that's really what it is. I mean, you know, we deal with all this crap in life. I mean, shit, look at the goddamn economy. I mean, I can tell you that's depressing as it is. But I'm also saying about, well, I was going to say about housing rates, but I'm not even going to go there. But, you know, the, yeah, what I'm trying that. to say is, is like, we have a lot of shit in our lives. And at the end of the day, it sucks. But we need to learn how to move forward. We need to learn how to be able to, you know, manage our lives in a better way. So that way, you know, we can become a better person or at least basically potentially a, a better human being overall. Right. Or in this, in this case for them, but yeah, and I think like with this 
without geek therapy doing what they're doing and teaching, you know, these professionals to relate to geeks in this certain way, we would be trying to get like the affinity, the resonance and the understanding through conversation, not looking at a book, not looking at a video game, not looking at things that we're interested in. They're trying to get us to this point through conversation and asking questions and granted, yeah, as a psychologist and as a mental health, you know, counselor, you know the questions to ask. But it makes it that much more difficult for somebody who can't put a word on how they feel, can't put a word on, even begin to explain, you know, where they're, how to connect that, you know, no, that, they, that I, bigger right. picture of, I don't want to feel this way. I want to feel better. But talking to you is not doing this for me. And then right. you look at what geek therapy is doing and, having somebody come to a therapy session where, you know, you have maybe like the Batman book where, you know, his parents die or the <laughs> Spider-Man book where, you know, his uncle dies, you know, and, and you have these like opportunities to say, like, I know how he was feeling in this, in this moment. And then being able to flip a few pages more and seeing how he overcomes that and being able to talk about it in that context of comic books. Right. And and like, this is why, you know, Matt and I agree that, you know, this style of therapy should really be, I would say taught more. I mean, cause really a lot of, I would say our society, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, females don't, you know, and I'm, and again, gamers don't, it does not matter what gender you are. What I'm saying is, is that female, male, transgender, gender fluid, whatever the, whatever you want to be, okay? You could be a duck for all I care, okay? My point is... You could be a duck? You could be a duck if you want. Awesome. You want to be a duck? All right, so my point is, guys, and gals, and whomever, whatever you decide to relate and, to... And ducks. And ducks. And... <laughs> wow. Wow. Anyways, guys, so, like, <laughs> when you look at how this is being presented is, you know, I'm just glad that somebody decided to do this because, you know... We think of, like I said, what we originally just said, you know, with geek culture, it's not about, you know, how the, the, the stereotypes are made and this and like that, but like, you know, being able to have, you know, some people relate to on a, in a, in a different way. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe they, maybe one of the exercises is like you, you start LARPing or cosplaying. You know, and you 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 role play like the, the how you feel and, and things like that. I mean, it'd be interesting. Don't get me wrong, but like, I mean, that's pretty much what D and D is. I mean, it's not right. like LARPing, but you know, you're you're acting as not yourself, so you're well, able to do certain things that you normally wouldn't do in D and D. Right. I mean, you're talking about it. I'm I'm actually saying like physically role playing in, 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 in that D and D. There are people that that go you know above and beyond and actually act like their character would. Oh, okay. Well, and then you got me. It's kind of like outside of of, you know, you're not you, you're your character, and you know, talking to, you know, the DM who might be playing as an NPC. Like you have to have that conversation, but you're not having it. Your character is in that context, and so mm, that's okay. where D and D I think opens up that realm of like, you can talk to me as your character, but I'm going to set the table of. This is the the circumstances that you're in, and let's let's talk it out. But you are your character. So really, the DM's the therapist. Your player's the the ther 
he's the, the client. No, I'm just kidding. No, I really don't. There's no such. But it might it yeah. might open up those people who do play D and D to go. Okay, well, I understand this character is not me, and I can talk how I want to as this character. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, you're playing D and D with your friends, you have to play that certain scenario, but the therapist can actually set a, a certain scenario that is directly how you should be feeling. But you, you know, you're in the context of, well, this is not me. This is the character. And then somehow loophole it back to go, you see how your character went through this? This is how you can do this very same thing. Well, which Mind blown. Well, I was going to say, which brings up the next really piece is the programs behind, you know, geek therapy. They actually have, I mean, looking through their website, they actually do have a lot. And and the very first one is that, that geek therapy network where it's just a platform they have on their website that's strictly just for educational content. So they have written, they have audio, they have videos, and it's just about the use of popular media and therapeutic educational and community practice. Um, they provide content creation consultant consultation, sorry, and support to help professional educators, community leaders, you know, share their experience and, experience you know and experience to others so you know they have a lot of like podcasts that are directly like not theirs but like they have certain podcasts that deal with like video games and you know in the context of mental health counseling oh i was gonna say i'm like well could we like see if we can you know be under their umbrella for a little bit you know i Probably not for like what we do personally, no, but I mean, it was a thought. They, I mean, it would have been. They nice. have a. They have several. I mean, they have the Geek Therapy has their own podcast. I'm not surprised. Um, but they have several others that are like you know using D and D. Like I think they have a a D and D one, and they have a few others. Um, but they have this whole network. I mean, where, I would just love to even get in contact and be like, hey, could we like you know meet up and do an episode or something like that? I would be. I would love to do something like that. That's just me. But that's what creates like the, the you know, really the first part is like you can read articles that they have. Right. You can listen to some of these podcasts and really get the idea of like, you know, I'm a mental health professional. I really would love to use comic books. How do I do this? Well, you can go to some of the audio. You can go to some of the videos. You can even go to some of the articles and stuff. You know, they have a blog. They have all these all these things on their website for the yeah. sole purpose of educating you how to use these things in your practices. Well, I'm not saying everyone needs to be a geek. No, actually, I'm just kidding. You really do need to be a geek in some ways. I mean, because you can't tell me that in your life. You know, like we've talked about before with geeks and nerds and also, you know, all these little different things. You can't tell me that there's not something in your life that you can't be passionate about, right? Because I'm not saying you have to be geeky in, like, you know, comic books and in that kind of stuff and video games, but, like, you know, you need to have some sort of passion. It no, doesn't matter I, what... I think it applies, and that's where I think using the word media and not, you know, video games or comic books or books or... No, yeah. You know, in general, it's just media. Like, how do you use somebody's interest in a therapeutic setting and that's exactly what they're trying to do you know 
is 100% of mental health professionals going to have to use this for every patient they have? No. Probably not, because there are some people that you put them in a chair and they just don't shut up. Matt? No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's definitely not me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That, you, that's definitely total have to, you definitely have to egg me on to... Oh, I, oh, trust me. I would love to have you as a patient because I would be doing that. But anyways. But it's just educating them on the use of it so that when they do come across somebody that you know, yes, I love comic books. Great. I have a few here. Like, let's read through them and, you know, let me know if there's something that stands out to how you're feeling right now. Right. And I mean, like, even the second one, like, looking at Geek Therapy Library, right? So, like, you know, they they have different, um, you know, interventions and media summaries of, like, use in therapy or therapeutic educational and community practice. So they have a whole e-campus. Oh, I'm sorry, eCampus? On their on their Geek Therapy website. So you can go in there and, and actually like take certain courses. The, um, hold on a second. You could take courses regarding this? Well, it's it's through them. Like it's basically just learning, you know, what they're doing. It's not like you're you're going to school. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, what oh what comic books. Like <laughs> I would I would just love to hear what they would have to do. You know, to go through, like, hey, guess what? You have a certificate in gaming. You're like... <laughs> but, I mean, they have, you know, going through some of the some of the stuff in the library, because I'm in the library right now, you know, they have something on Avatar, WandaVision, Demon Slayer, oh, so um, Doctor Strange. Those things that we've talked about, but yes, um, some of them. Naruto. I'm sorry. Steven Universe, no, Harry no, no, Potter, no, no, no. Star blah, blah, blah. Trek. I'm going through No, them. no, I'm no, wait stopping. a minute. Hold I'm on, no, no, no. You, what did you say that just a second ago? Naruto? Did you just say Naruto? Naruto. You mean Naruto? Whatever. I don't care. Oh, no. I, it's okay, because I, anyone who's listening out there, please shame Matt for that one. But go ahead. You can send me a message. I'm going to ignore it and delete it probably. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it, it's Miss Marvel, Supergirl. Like, they have all these different topics of, like, you know, how to use these things, like, I just clicked on Supergirl, City of Lost Children, Season 2, Episode 20. And they have, like, you know, conversation topic, feeling alone, finding oneself, identity, development, trust, relatable experience, fear, anxiety, foster care, adoption, trauma. And they have, like, insights and, and certain things. Like, this is, like, so super cool to be, like, a mental health professional and be, like, able to connect with somebody on that level, like, you know what I mean? Like you're, oh you're yeah, talking absolutely. Like, I mean, because but it gives them a a way to, you know, interact and connect in that in that sense, and that's nice that they have a library regarding that because then they can look it up themselves and then kind of. It's a huge library. It. It's a huge library. Well, then I'm glad. I mean, because then like you know, part of the next one, community programs, right? So having like, what is it? Online community spaces to support professionals, educators, and community leaders in sharing their exper expertise and experience to help and connect with others about the use of popular media and therapeutic educational and community practice. So, like, it's nice that they have a forum, you know, that basically, like, you, granted, you, let's say you're not, like, a, a gamer yourself or things like that, but, like, maybe you can talk to somebody that maybe is, and maybe they are a therapist, and maybe they have different experiences and how they, they relate yeah, to Yeah, and this is, things. like... You know, they have a Discord. They have their Geek Therapy Forum. I believe that's on the website. They have a Facebook group, and then they also are on Reddit. So their community programs, you know, kind of are these social platforms that 
if you have an issue, like you can go onto their Reddit page and just be like, Hey, I'm having this issue. And I'm sure however many people they have. Oh well, yeah. You know, within, within that community on Reddit will comment and give you insights and, and help you in that way. Like, Hey, I, you know, I'm a professional, but I really want to use video games. How do I do that? Well, I can tell you already. It's called turn on the console. Start playing. No, no, no. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, we would think of it that way, but like, you know, for them, they may not think of it like that. But, I mean, yeah. and then like the, um, the learning programs. The yeah. fact that you just said. So I'm looking at this Geek Therapy U. The fact that they can actually take a course, online courses for professionals, educators, community leaders about the use of, you know, just basically what we're saying. Like, no, no, no. I know, but there, like, it's there is crazy. an online campus that they have that literally will teach them how to do it. No, I, I understand, yeah. but I guess the question is, is do they do they have actually like a certificate that says you have a certificate in gaming? Like, you know, like I don't think it works like that. I mean, no, I'm just wondering. You know, I mean it's it'd be cool, but maybe we should take one. You know, I think man, we should we should go back to school just for that one course and see what they actually teach. But and then the fact Welcome that, to the school welcome to the online school of geek therapy. Oh, here we go. Watch so Geek Therapy 101. I'm I'm assuming most of these you probably would have to maybe pay for. Ah, okay, we're not paying for them. Sorry, guys, we're not doing that. But maybe one day, maybe. We but it's it's one of those things. Like I think you have to like, you have to sign up and you have to enroll. I don't know if they really give. You might just get like these on like oh yeah online like, like so you know you finish this course or whatever. But and then it's cool that they have these. So that you can learn how to use them in your practices. Even if you're not a professional, you can, you know, take these courses and learn, you know, just how to maybe connect with certain aspects of, you know, comic books or video games. I mean, I guess moving on for the, like the next couple, because I keep, I feel like they both kind of relate to each other, but like the fact that they have books as well as the research behind you know doing all of this i mean it's pretty impressive how they they've actually take the time to one write a book or several you know but they also actually have supported research regarding all this so that's good i'm glad that they're yeah, actually yeah. not making this stuff up well and the last part of it is they actually will help professional professionals educators community leaders publish their experience insights and instructional material that's good. So they will actually, you know, these professionals that have already been doing it, they will actually help them to like publish a book or publish a peer reviewed article, you know, instructional things. Maybe they'll make a course for what this person is doing. You know, if it's, if it's obviously good, right. worth it. Yeah. Um, but that's like a whole nother, le like that's a whole nother level helping professionals do that. No, of course. I mean that that's just above and beyond. I mean, because yeah. like it's it's cool that they're actually wanting to do that with other people, but like the fact that, you know, even for example, like the, the research here, you know, they they for example, actually it says right here, our co founder co authored Gamification, a pilot study in a community college setting. Like that's interesting how they decided already to like do the research and do all this. I mean, you know, especially how it's not like now it was published in the Journal of Education in 2019. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so it's it's crazy how they're not even, I mean, they've been, I mean, granted, yes, they've been around for like 12 years, but like, realistically, 
it's not like they've been around for like 20, 30, 40. Like we're talking like lay, way like right. above and beyond. But like it's pretty impressive how they've only been around less than 15 years and they're already getting into like the bigger kind of like mental health, you know, journals and things like that. So it's it's good that they're actually, you know, taking that time and being like, you know what? We're going to help you guys, you know, make these books, make these like instructional videos, whatever the case is, right? Just being able to be like, hey, we need more research. We need more things. We, um, sorry, I couldn't even speak there, but like resources in general. So it's, it's nice to see that they're finally like, you know, pushing the agenda and making sure people are at least aware of it. Yeah. And that, I mean, just the amount of things that they, that they offer, you know, not just professionals, but people in general, like you and me, like it's a lot to have that library, to have those community programs, to have the learning programs, to have a network and to, you know, do the books and the research. And even the next one, which is, you know, the, the tags, the therapeutic and applied geek and gaming summits. That's tags with an S. No, no, no. Sorry. Tags. So they actually do a conference, a tags conference, an event series that's created with the Bodhana group, I don't know who they are, but um, so they kind of push that mission in a conference level that will bring you know practitioners from around the world in different fields. So the first summit that, that took place was April 9th through the 11th, 2021, and the theme was community, everyone has a seat at the table. It almost, I don't know why, but it, it, like, I think I've mentioned this actually in our Thanksgiving episode or like the geeky chat, but like really the melting pot. Like I, I always think of the melting pot. The only reason why I say that is because you have all these different cultures, you have all these different, you know, beliefs and, in, in how they do certain things. I mean, and I mean, and I know you and I have talked about with, even with morality and gaming, like, you know, how certain countries might you know, regulate their, you know, video game, you know, restrictions and, and things like that. But like, you know, for them to say, Hey, you know what, it doesn't matter, you know, where you're from or what you're doing or, or whatever the case is, like right. you have it and you have, you know, we'll hear you out. We're not going to just leave you hanging off and like, it is what it is. No, it's just, it's nice that, you know, honestly, Matt, I'm not gonna lie. If they have another one, I, I mean, I'd be curious to see where it's at, but like, I mean, you and I... I, have I couldn't tell you where it is, but... No, not even that. I mean, I've, I, I told you that... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Matt and I would love, I'll tell you this, to go to the New York Comic Con, the San Diego Comic Con. I mean, maybe this is another one that we should definitely, like... I would love... Honestly, I would really like to see what this is about. I mean, just to see what they do and how they, you know, they, they actually do their conference and whatnot. This... I mean, geek therapy is very, very interesting, and I love what they're doing, and, and that's... Primarily why we're doing this whole episode on this, because what they're doing really does matter. You know, they're, they're right. really pushing a side of mental health that, unfortunately, like you, if you go to mental health right now, you're, well, one, you're probably waiting months to get into it. All right. But once you get into it, you're sitting in a chair and you're just literally talking to somebody. And what they're doing is they're trying to push this education that's saying like there's a better way to do mental health than sitting in a chair and asking somebody how they feel. I, I think that this, this whole idea and this whole program 
you know, Josue Cardona. Okay. It was, I love the name, man. I got to meet you, man. I really, I'm just going to say it right now, but like, I really think he had a great idea and I'm glad that, and I, and I, when I originally said that he basically said, you know, fuck you to his boss. I'm glad you did that, man. Cause I honestly, I'm going to say this because if you didn't have that inspiration, you didn't have that like innate ability to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this and I'm going to show you that it is worth this time and this effort. Oh yeah. Like this never would have happened. And I'm glad that you said, you know what, I'm going to do it and I'm going to prove to the world that this is actually an important case because you know what, now we're talking about it in 2023, you know, with me and Matt talking about this, but like, I'm just saying like, you're doing a great thing. I think you should continue to, of course, for several years down the road, like continue doing this, continue making this a big thing because honestly, you know, video games are not going anywhere. They're never going to go anywhere. And, you know, when you have clients and you have patients or whatever the case is, and they're, you know, maybe a little different than normal, right? We're going to say normal people, right? You need to find different ways to to be able to relate in, in different aspects because, like, at the end of the day, you know, I'll say it, Marvel movies aren't going anywhere. I mean, DC needs to step up their game, that's all I'm going to say. But, like, you know, you look at different things, you look at video games, you look at all the the media that goes behind all these things guess what? They're not going anywhere and they're going to continue to be making, you know, money and doing everything else. So realistically, you know, you'll have plenty of material, my friend. So keep doing you. Yeah. And it's, I mean, what they're doing is, is really, really great. And we obviously would love to do anything to kind of support that movement. No, absolutely. Forward, whether it's, you know, financial or whether it's financial, you know, doing, we need financial. That's all I would say. (laughs) <laughs> you know where i'm getting i mean i know what whether, you're saying what whatever support like you know these guys really really do need and that's you know that was primarily what it was in my email like we have a podcast we you know we love what you guys are doing like we would love to support you in any way you know we are doing an episode you know about your whole organization so I might resend that email and try to see if I can get a response. I think you need to like find out if you can get his personal email and then be able to do it. But yeah, no. Whether, you know, whether we support in one way or another, like we definitely want to help fuel their mission in any right. way that we can, whether it's through, you know, being a guest on a podcast or having a guest on a podcast. Like I, it doesn't matter at this point. Like honestly, I'm going to say a Josue, okay? I would love for you to be the guest. I would love for you to Maybe be the star of the show. not do the whole sway. <laughs> Look, you spelled it out. I'm only going to say it because you spelled it out. I spelled it out because that's how you say it. Right. I'm just whole saying sway. whole sway. And I you said You don't it, have to do the whole sway. sway. <laughs> well, I, I like to say it because I'm saying it the right way. But anyway. Because you're rude. I'm not rude. You know what? Next. <laughs> you know what? Josue, I need you to, if you can, if you ever become like a guest on a podcast, I'm just going to say this. Tell me if I'm saying it wrong, and I hope you tell Matt to, you know, screw off, because I would hopefully <laughs> would be saying it correct, and he's just saying it, you know, Jose, you know, and I'd be like, no. Jose. Jose, right, but I'm just, okay, you know what, moving forward, I will say that, you know, this website, right, it has a lot of educational content for both mental health professionals and anyone else interested in what they do, right, and so they have blogs, they have forums, opportunities right, to listen and discuss various content and topics. It also allows people to, you know, connect with not just them, but also a community of people through various means. And I like their donate button on the website. So if you go on a computer 
go to their website, the very top corner, their donate button is a video game, like 8-bit start button. Like, you know, that, that just shows you, like, on that geeky level, when they were designing the website, I'm assuming, you know, Josue. Josue, yes. When they were designing the website was like, oh, yeah, we need a, you know, we need a video game insert coin button for our donate button. No, I, like I said, man, I mean, you knew a lot more about this. I'm just glad that we talked about it because now I'm even more interested in trying to like relate to them or at least yeah, to yeah. try to you know get them on the podcast or get you know maybe a guest on their podcast or whatever because like i would love to do that man i think it would they be do have time. their own podcast so like i said i did reach out and i'll probably reach out again and you know if you guys are interested in learning more you can just visit their website geek therapy um and i mean check them out we're not asking you guys to you know donate or do something crazy but just you know, check out their website, and if it's interesting enough for you, like keep checking it out. If it's not, go back to Facebook. I, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Go back to your YouTube videos that you apparently like doing. Go back to the YouTube videos of of cats playing pianos. You know that that might be fine for you. But no, like guys, again, since we're going to be closing this up for at least tonight, you know, we appreciate everything you guys do. We appreciate all the listens and the likes and the follows and even the shares that you guys like to give out. And again. Word of mouth is a wonderful thing, right? Because we have a very tight social group. We need you guys to start spreading the word, man, because we love y'all. We want to make sure that this can get growing and, and get it, you know, our numbers up, get the analytics up, because I'm telling you, Spotify isn't the only place that we're at, right? We have Apple, we have, you know, Amazon, we have Google, we have all these things. So, like, I'm telling you, spread the word. We're all over the place. So, as always... Stay geeky.